rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right, all right. Where were we? We were just, I feel like I just left you guys. What's going on? Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for hanging out. This is Tara Devlin, unapologetic liberal talk. Look at my hair, it's a mess. On the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy, humanity. That's it. That's us. And more. All the good things. Let's fix the camera so we can see some of the cats. I need to move shit over. Oh, well, whatever. This is it. This is Tara Buster Studios. It's, you know, it's like my uh, apartment. Listen, listen, listen. We meet here every Friday evening. This is our Friday get-together at 8.30-ish p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Jim, on the chat, giving me the feedback. These are my producers to tell me that, you know, the show is, is flowing. We're flowing. We got audio. We got video. We got it all. We got music. We have everything that a show requires, or so they say. But we have, well, we have some patrons, and we'd like more. We need patrons at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Thank you. Thank you for those who are patrons. Thank you, Jim, for your super chat. Thank you, JD, for your non nonstop, never-ending support. Means the world. Thank you, Errol, for your support. And thank you, Charlie, from APS Radio News, for your support, your ongoing and incredibly generous and thoughtful, kind, and I don't know. What else? However, what other words? I It keeps me going. It makes me feel like we're not so alone. I'm not so alone, I should say. Not we. Me, myself, and I. The we. And thank you for your support of the community, cats. That means the world. And and trust me, your, your support does go to the community, cats, because... As I've exp I've told you, I think the um, PayPal is connected straight to Chewy, and that's where we get the community cat supplies. So it goes right. Whatever you donate to um, for the community cats goes to the community cats. So thank you. All right, thank you, Charlie. Oh yeah, and let me explain. I'm sorry, Charlie has me on his roster over at APS Radio News. He is an independent media. Outlet or person hosting a media outlet, I should say. He's Charlie's not the outlet, the show, the the platform, APS Radio News. He puts uh, his heart and soul into it, aggregating content and giving voice and a platform to independent media voices. Not necessarily on the left side of the aisle. I hear, I hear tell, but not not. Not too crazy, not like a like a uh, Alex Jones or something. He would never tolerate that. So, but he does. Yeah, he's a, he's a good American. He's a great American. Charlie at APS Radio News. If you check it out, please do and tell Charlie that Tara sent you. And I'm very proud to be a part of the APS Radio News family. The one of the voices. So thank you so much, Charlie, for. Spreading the word, the in, the uh, unapologetic liberal talk. Okay, listen, guys, guys, guys. Okay, what, I, what else? 
We're on Rockfin and all the other places. Give the show a good review. Thank you very much. Somebody gave the show not a good review. And uh, so we can, uh, well, I will continue to say I'm five stars on on iTunes because uh, when a Trump NZ says something about you, it means you're doing it right. So that's actually a good review. So go, go on over to, uh, uh, if you can, Apple and give the show a good review. The, all of that stuff, like the show. Okay, I've given you enough orders. Let's, let's get back to business here. Oh, I feel like I'm forgetting something, though, but I guess it'll come to me. It'll come to my mind, so they say. So we left off. Where were we when we left off? So we had a show. We meet here on Friday nights, for those who are new, around the 8.30-ish Eastern Standard Time. Time? <laughs> time, time. And uh, I also try to have a show during the week. So that's what you get. If you are a supporter, Yeah, and we hang out. You know, we like to... We like to get to know each other in the chat rooms. I'll go on over to youtube.com slash C for channel slash Tarabester to hang out in the greatest chat room in American history and, and meet your new friends, your new best friends over there. It is a community and I'm really, it's one of the things that keeps me going and continues to keep me going. It kept me going through the pandemic. That's for sure. We have a good time here. Yes, Errol says, I have the most fun on here. We do, right? I don't know. I do. So what was I saying? What was I saying? So we were, you know, we got together on Wednesday. We try to do a weekday show. Sometimes it's, I try to keep it at Wednesday. You know, got to be consistent. But sometimes I can't do a Wednesday. So it has to be Tuesday or Thursday. So, you know, got to be a little flexible with me, guys. And... So what were we talking? We left off with we. I still had things to talk about in the queue, but I, I think I'm losing my voice here. <clears throat> I'm always losing my voice. I don't know why. I will battle through. So one of the things, so many things going on. It never ends. And what I want to talk about, well, what I named the show tonight is to call Trump Hoover, is to honor him. In fact, he's worse than Hoover. And I, I think it's a good idea for Joe Biden to label Trump Donald Hoover Trump. And that's a good moniker that will stick. But he is actually worse than Hoover. And it's not simply because of the pandemic, which I, uh, you know, he excuses himself. He continued. Well, first of all, we know he, well, he's a filthy liar, as they all are. And right before we went on air, I saw this clip of Tim Scott, Uncle Tim. They have no shame. You know, Republicans, they continue, they just lie. They simply lie. And, for example, here's Tim Scott doing uh, his, his uh, master's work. Under the Republican Party, the great Opportunity Party offers, and Sean, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Party. Under President Donald Trump, we brought the lowest unemployment rates to minorities the country's ever seen. No. We created 7 million mm, new mm, jobs. Mm, mm, no. To the Republican Party, the Great Opportunity the Party. The Great Opportunity offers. Party offers. It's just bullshit that they, they blow up 
you know, they're they're victims. I mean, I wouldn't call them viewers of Fox News. They're victims. But it just doesn't matter what the truth is. They just say whatever the hell they want to say. And they are confident in the fact that no one's going to fact check it. Just say it. It doesn't matter. Like the like the con man. You know, he doesn't have to have any uh, any actual policies. He just says it's the greatest. It's the best. Whatever he does is is best. And if he and in fact, what was did I see? Do I have this clip? I saw him yesterday. The traitor saying, uh, you know, they're all traitors. But Trump saying never would have happened. They asked him about. He was asked about. Um, the attack on uh, on Israel and the attack on Ukraine, and yeah, what is his? What's his policies? What what is? Where does he stand? And he doesn't need to say anything because he just says, "Oh well, if I was president, it would never happen. This would never have happened." And then he moves on. Do you see how that works? It's like magic. It would never happen. So why? Let's move on. He doesn't have to have any expertise. He doesn't have to have any policies. He doesn't have to explain anything. Just, you know, by magic, something would never have happened. Oh, here it is. I have a clip. I have the clip. If you were in the White House today, would you strike Iran directly? It wouldn't have happened if I were in the White House. He's talking about the the three service people who uh, were killed. And... Uh, so he, he's asked if you were in the white house today, would you strike Iran directly? And now as we speak, there's an attack going on. It's hard to keep up with all the, the wars breaking out all over. It wouldn't have happened if I were it in the White House. It wouldn't have happened. That's you would the have answer. never had this attack. You would have never had the attack on Israel. You would have never had the attack on Ukraine. Yeah, it's like, uh, uh, you would like not have fucking, inflation uh, that was, you know, just like is far, destroying uh, Forrest our Gump. He's the Forrest Gump of success. He's just, uh, he's Midas. Midas touch. Whatever he touches turns to gold. Whatever whatever he touches turns to fabulous success, except we got the receipts that say otherwise, that everything he touches dies. It never would have happened. I mean, even before... See, it's uh, even before, you know, whatever, it doesn't matter, the, the economy. Now we're getting these great numbers. In fact, Fox News is having to admit that the economy is good. Hold on a second. I'll be right back. We're back. We're back talking about how Trader Trump and, well, it's uh, the rest of the Republicans, you know, um, they just simply lie. And Tim, Uncle Tim Scott is talking about, and this is a, a, a uh, what do you call it? This is a, a stat that they continuously repeat. That's the other thing. They repeat the lies until it becomes true, I guess. And because I've actually heard magamorons, for example, these dumbasses say that that if Trump was, if he were the, the so-called president despite receiving fewer votes, meaning if he were successful in his coup to disrupt the peaceful transfer of power and maintain in him his uh, parasitic 
carcass in the White House, despite receiving fewer votes and being voted out of office, then that it, it's true. There would never be an attack on Ukraine or Israel. Why? How? Because he's so respected by the world? Trump was the most vilified con man in the entire Western Democratic alliance. But he's, and, and he was the bitch of every autocrat walking. He's not, I mean, Putin is no fool. He knows what Trump is. Trump is the most easily manipulated grifter, thin-skinned little puppet that he could have ever prayed for. All he has to do is blow smoke up his ass and promise him some, you know, some gold or something. Right? Maybe promise him a couple of hookers to urinate on a bed that Barack Obama and Michelle Obama once slept on. That's all it takes. Just has to stroke his his fragile ego and promise him some something to shove into that gaping black hole of need and greed that is bottomless. But the fact is you know, Tim Scott, he says, under President Trump, you know, as we just played, we brought the lowest unemployment rates to minorities. He, I, I mean, Tim Scott is so annoying, too. He's so irritating. I don't know if you saw him. There was another clip of him on fire. He's like, oh, oh, God, I have to play it. I can't even do it justice. Where is it, Tim Scott? Uncle Tim. Well, I'll find him. He's like, the Biden economy? Huh. I don't know if you... I can't even do it. It's so irritating. Legally and peacefully irritating. Wait, hold on. How's everybody doing out there while I'm grabbing clips? But where the hell is it? Sorry, guys. Don't tune away. This is Tara Devil on Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn. That's right. I know, I know. Okay, this is why I asked you to become a patron, because maybe we'll get, you know, some help around here once in a while. Maybe I get somebody to pull the clips. So, only got two hands, two eyes, a very big uh, brain, and awesome people in the chat room. That's really all you need for a YouTube show. So, under President Donald Trump... You know, he's got to make sure he really uh, works his his member there. We brought the lowest unemployment rates to minorities the country has ever seen, he said. Yes, unemployment rates for s several minority groups had fallen to record lows in 2019, continuing a trend. You see, this is part of the reason why Trump is, is Herbert Hoover and worse, and we'll get to the worst part, too, because... He was he inherited an economy that was booming. And this is what Republicans do. If we look at the history, this is why I'm so sick of the average Joe moron. And really, I, I do blame the corporate media, as you know, because why doesn't the average Joe moron know that the economy does better under Democrats, always. The, the whole country does better under Democrats. And the, the Democrats have better job 
numbers, better unemployment numbers. I mean, we have n- better numbers for everything. Democrats have a more economically vibrant, upwardly mobile uh, policy provisions or se- or policy stances, and when they get to uh, enact those uh, policies, in spite of the re- the conservative albatrosses standing athwart history, yelling "stop," then the country does better in every metric. You know, people are richer. They have a better quality of life, health care. They have, you know, I mean, for example, right now, as we speak, the House passed, I think, I don't know if you heard about it, what, they did one thing. They, the, the House passed this unprecedented, I mean, for this House, um, a, uh, uh, they passed an economic bill. Be, uh, because uh, why? How did they do it? It was the the Democrats wanted expanded child tax credits, you know, that pulled, you know, because the the tax credits that we had during the pandemic that lifted, I, I don't know the number off the top of my head, the that lowered the child poverty rate in this country to record lows, of course. And then, of course, uh, the conservatives, and, well, the Republicans, with the help of Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema, they uh, let it expire. They it was supposed to be permanent. The Democrats wanted to make it permanent in the infrastructure. I mean, in the uh, recovery bill, the the pandemic, the response to the pandemic included these tax credits, and they work. They work for people. It helps. It helps the economy. It helps everybody, not just the people receiving the economic aid. Uh, it helps the entire because these are this. This is when you give economic aid to people who spend the money. It goes right back into the economy. Unlike when you give tax cuts, which is what the Republicans demanded in this unprecedented bill and the reason it's unprecedented is because it's actually happening in this do nothing congress this do nothing republican clown show they passed this bill but at the cost of the bill was the republicans demanded more tax cuts for the rich more money funneled into the into the pockets the over the already overstuffed pocket of the rich. That's it. I mean, that in, in a nutshell, that describes the priorities of the Republican Party and the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party are trying to help people, trying to help this country from the bottom up. And the Republican Party is just licking boots of the billionaires who, ha- who are the problem. This they're not they're they do nothing for this for this uh system of government they are a symptom that points to the fact that we are a, a sick system a billionaire the fact that there are billionaires is a is a disgrace we should be ashamed sort of like trump is a symptom of a sick system so are billionaires Hold on, be right back.
So Uncle Tim, he he gets on there. He's very good at spreading bullshit. Well, that's his job. He's a human shield for Republican bigotry and... And he does like to repeat lies, like he, you know, like we're not a racist country, or they they have nothing to back this up, except platitudes. And Tim Scott, you know, they're like, hey, look, I'm Tim Scott. I got darker pigment, sort of like uh, when what's his <laughs> George W. Bush, he said. When they say, when they, uh, when they accuse me of being racist, I just, uh, I just look at, I point to Condi Rice. I point to Colin Powell. See, because that's, that's all that matters to them. It's, um, you know, the tokens. The, uh, hey, it's a token. It doesn't matter. The sy- system isn't broken. There's nothing we can do here. Look at, we, look at these two. Look at Condi Rice, you know. Uh, somehow that means it basically means nothing to see here move along and if you're not condi rice or colin powell it's your fault you're just not working hard enough right there i guess i they really do they really must hate their i mean they do they hate um the as, as far as tim scott is concerned he must really I don't know, to psychoanalyze him, I would think you have to have a level, a a serious level of self-loathing to think that this is not a racist country when, you know, the economic wealth gap between black families and white families is a chasm. And yeah, and he must think that he, I guess he must buy into the Republican, the old trope that, if you give people help, if there's a social safety net, if there's, you know, uh, you know, any hand up, then you're creating hammocks, like social safety net hammocks for people to lounge around in. And that's really a very racist, an old racist trope that goes back to slavery, where the slave owners would say that, well, they they needed to enslave uh, people with darker pigment because they were inherently lazy, and if if they were if it weren't for their enslavement, they would just lay around doing nothing. You know, they they're actually being enslaved and being forced to work is giving them a purpose in life, whereas they would simply lay around and you know drink or something and do yeah just just be lazy. And that's what, it's the same, it really is what the Republicans say when they say that uh, that giving people help is making them lazy. Because who the, no, I mean, they really do hate the American people if they think that. You really have no faith in the American people. Especially, you know, you think that, that's what people want to do. No, but people, yeah, people would like to be treated like human beings, certainly. But that doesn't mean that, you know, just give somebody, they just want to lay around doing nothing. But it, but conversely, if you give something, if you give everything to the top, it's the exact opposite. If you give, the more you give to billionaires, the more productive they are, apparently. With, because I guess when they look in their bank accounts and they see all those zeros, that'll 
they'll never spend in a million lifetimes. And they're like, <laughs> the precious, they, they get very uh, motivated, I guess. Like Trump, I don't know. It's a, it's a freaking disgrace. But anyway, um, unemployment rates, uh, to continue with Tim Scott's lies. So, yes, unemployment rates for several minority groups had fallen to record lows in 2019, continuing a trend that the, uh, the con man would soon destroy, leaving office as Herbert Hoover, but worse. I mean, that was, that trend was happening before the pandemic because Trump likes to blame the pandemic. You know, everything, nothing is his fault. We know that, but he's worse than Herbert Hoover because just like Herbert Hoover, in fact, you know, Herbert Hoover never told, I mean, uh, Herbert Hoover kept, was, kept his laissez-faire bullshit, you know, hands-off. But he never hoped for a uh, a crash, you know, like Trump is hoping for a crash, right? He never hoped for uh, pain, or at least openly, cause, to cause pain to the American people for his political gain. I don't think so. I I don't know. Did Herbert Hoover kill a million people with by telling them, you know, not to do the basic things that, in fact, I mean, it was, uh, you know, the basic things to combat or to protect themselves against the depression. It's really unfathomable. I can't talk unfathomable to think how, you know, when you when we go back and go down memory lane to think what that we had this con man, this, it was not only do we had to, we had to battle the coronavirus. We had to battle the, the propaganda, the lies, the division that the Republicans were inflicting on this country when it could have been a moment of national unity, of course, but that's what Republicans do. They never take the opportunity and, and, uh, cultivate national unity. In fact, I think about when I think about September 11th, because we hear Republicans talk about, you know, the terrorist attacks on September 11th. Remember how unified the country was? Yeah. Remember that? And you know, we, uh, what a missed opportunity. Republicans took that national unity uh, that of the time and they manipulated it and exploited it to invade a country illegally invade a country that they had designs on invading for over 40 years that had nothing to do with the attack they lied us into a war they took that goodwill of the american people the unity and they exploited it to their to their gain, not to the gain of the American people or those who needlessly died or the, uh, the Iraqis, the a million more people, uh, you know, that, uh, that needlessly died because of Dick Cheney and Donald, Tr I mean, and, uh, and George W. Bush there, it's unbelievable to think that somebody who lied us into a war, there's no consequences to that, but that's what Republicans do. If we had a, let's say, 
um, if Al Gore was in office on September 11th and, you know, if he had assumed the office that he won, right, because he received the most votes and after the uh, everything was counted, after the election, after the Supreme Court stepped in and stopped the vote count and then and they they did the the uh, i think it was the new york times counted they counted the votes they finally went in and counted all the votes in florida al gore won and uh, in fact the um i remember the i think the just paraphrasing it was under any measure Al Gore won the presidency. If you counted dimple chads, bubble chads, whatever, rip chads, remember all that? Al Gore won. And so if he had assumed the presidency that he won, and this is to even say that we maybe we wouldn't have even been attacked. Maybe he would have paid attention when he received the presidential daily brief that said Osama bin Laden determined to strike within the United States, he would have done something about it instead of saying, okay, you've done your job, now go home, which is what Bush did. And, uh, and he, instead of using that, that moment to to go invade a country that had nothing to do with September 11th and make everything worse, that make everything that you touch worse, maybe Al Gore could have, we could have unified this country, that feeling of, uh, of national unity to do a, you know, uh, like another green, what is not green new deal, but like a, yeah, like a revitalize the nation's, the whole energy system of the nation. Yeah. Why not a green new deal? You know what I mean? Where we, he, if it's sort of like, if we would have followed Carter's, um, remember the speech by Jimmy Carter, because Republicans always, uh, they always mock Jimmy Carter. Uh, even when uh, at the funeral of his wife, uh, the con man said something about, oh, now, uh, you know, because this is what a piece of dirty is. He said, oh, Jimmy Carter's happy now or something because he's no longer the worst president. As if, right? Um, and he's not. He wasn't even the worst president because if we had followed Jimmy Carter's initiatives, his green initiatives, we would have been free from foreign oil from the year 2000. So what, you know, Republicans always hold us back because of greed. Hold on. But I always wonder about if, let's say, Al Gore was in the White House during September 11th and that happened and taking that national unity, we had an opportunity to to have a new, you know, to, to a new space race, so to speak, or, or unify this country and say, we will we'll, uh, now we will, uh, you know, go be free of foreign oil. We'll never again go into need to use. We'll, we'll never be in the Middle East. We'll be independent. And it's, I think that could have happened. I don't know if I'm explaining it correctly, but it's, uh, it seems like a missed opportunity to me. And it's also a tragedy the way that the Republicans, look at the way they have so ripped this country apart. 
And we're back on the verge of another civil war. They keep talking about it. You know, that's how it begins. In the Republican mind, they're already in a civil war. You know, what does it mean when the uh, Texas, Greg Abbott, he's not he's not complying with the Supreme Court, even though, you know, I hate the damn illegitimate Supreme Court, of course, but they told the sociopath or psychopath, Greg Abbott, that he can't put razor wire in the frickin' water and kill people trying to cross the Rio Grande. I know he likes, it's like Dick Cheney liked to watch the videos of uh, of us torturing people. He loved that. And uh, Greg Abbott, I guess he loves to kill people. He loves to stand by and watch people drown and, you know, get uh, defamed and murdered or, I mean, I, I mean, uh, mutilated and drown. And, uh, so he's saying he's not complying. And then you have these other Republican governors who are supposedly, you know, throwing in their, their lot with him. And what does that say? So you can, you'll only abide by the Supreme court laws that you feel like, Right. So they're already in the process of secession. What are you doing? I mean, this is you're supposed to. So we're all supposed to send our women to back alleys to die and uh, to needlessly die and turn women into uh, the handmaid's tale because of the Supreme Court. We're also supposed to allow unfettered money into our political system because of the Supreme Court. But they won't. They won't do. Uh, they won't take razors out of the out of the water. And you know you can't pick and choose the laws. But that's not. I, this is the Republicans for you. They're they're not a law and order party. They are an authoritarian party. That's it. You know, law and order is for people with darker pigment. Law and order is for the underdog. It doesn't apply to the rich. That's why they're so uh, up in arms against Trump being held accountable for his lifelong history of lies and and crimes, not just lies. What am I talking about? The lies where he inflates the size of his apartment when he wants a loan and deflates it when he wants a uh, when he when he has to pay taxes, which he never paid. You know, he one year he paid $750 in taxes, which was actually an improvement from all the other years where we had to pay him. He got nothing. I mean, we we he he paid nothing and we had to give him a a, a return like a, a um, you know, we had to give him money cuz he had he had lost so much. Millions of dollars. I mean, we paid, I paid more than that dumb, that son of a bitch, that lion, goddamn grifter. We, I mean, it's just unbelievable. But the, anyway, okay. <laughs> this is a terror buster. What can you say? So nice to see you. And thank you, Jim, for your super chat on the, on the super chat. Always Jim with the super chats. Very, very appreciated, Jim. You definitely set the standard there. But hold on a second. Where is it? I lost the thing. So, okay. 
to get back to Uncle Tim, so yes, unemployment rates for several minority groups had fallen to record lows in 2019, continuing the trend set by Obama because it was all going up. All he had to do was it was sort of like when the when George W. Bush was handed a, a record economy on the rise, and in fact they had balanced the budget and we had a surplus. What did Republicans do with that? Not only did they blow the goodwill of the country and, well, allow a terrorist attack to happen, either by incompetence or what, whatnot, or, you know, I mean, this is, could you imagine, here's another thing, I'm sorry to go on another tangent, but if a Democrat was, let's say if Al Gore was in the White House when the, uh, when the Trade Center was attacked, in the Pentagon, and we were attacked on September 11th. Do you think that there would have been, there would be national unity in the country? Or do you think Republicans would have exploited that? And on their propaganda channels, all you would hear is Al Gore, uh, let it happen. Under Al Gore, this is the first time we've been attacked on our soil since World War II, since the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor. That's all we would hear. You know it. There would be no unity. That's another thing. Uh, that, you know, the Democrats don't behave like that, much to my chagrin, because you, you know, when you're on the right side of history, and decency and dignity and democracy, you should fight like you are. You should stand up. Stand up and fight. Wait, hold on. Somebody's texting me about this. Hold on, hold on. Okay, so let's get back to... But unemployment soared to its highest level in decades in 2020 in the early months of the pandemic. And Trump ended his presidency with an overall jobless rate of 6.3%, an increase of 1.6 from when he took office. Unemployment fell again under Joe Biden in April 2023. The jobless rate for black Americans dropped below 5% for the first time ever. So, you know, numbers, facts. What, Pisha, what are, what's that? Yeah, when you have nothing but lies. They have nothing to boast about in reality. So, of course, they have to spread lies. They just say it. And you know that you will hear this, this uh, disingenuous statistic coming out of all their mouths all the time. And people will repeat it. They will. You'll hear it on Fox News. You'll hear it come out of the mouths of all their, uh, all their mouthpieces, of all their minions in the halls of Congress. So Jamie Harrison took that, that whatever, that, that little, and that lie that Tim Scott told, and he pushed back on Twitter, and he said, actually, Senator Tim Scott, here, let me show you what I'm looking at here. Actually, Senator Tim Scott, President Joe Biden brought the lowest unemployment rate for minorities, 
created 14.3 million new jobs, forgave 137 billion of student loan debt, and it would have been more, frankly, if not for the Republicans standing in athwart history yelling stop. Um, for almost 4 million people. It would have been more. It would have been, of course, the board. And that would have, of course, increased economic vibrancy in our uh, in the economy, of course, or vibrancy in the economy, reduced the cost of insulin to 35 a month for recipients of Medicare and would have been across the board, if not for Republicans, passed the first gun safety legislation in 30 years and would have been an actual, you know, assault weapons ban and and gun safety, gun legislation uh, that with, with um, you know, that matters, that actually is a gun safety bill instead of just nibbling around the edges because of Republicans standing in the way invested over $3 trillion in repairing the nation's roads and bridges, despite the majority of Republicans standing in the way, voting against it, and we'll get to them taking credit for it, provided broadband to, ru- to rural Americans like the dumbasses who are right now tweeting, tweeting, spreading lies. You know, they're sitting in their rural you know, hovels, just like what FDR brought electricity to these uh, backwater places, because knowing that we, if we, if we want to be a modern country, we need the whole country needs to be connected, and it needs to have access to electricity, and that's what FDR did, despite the conservatives of his his time. Hold on, I'll continue. We'll be back. This is Tara Devlin. So he provided, I, when, when I think about Joe Biden providing broadband, free broadband to rural Americans, you know, many of them are maggots and they don't see, they don't understand that, you know, they think, hey, I did it myself. This is all me. I do it all myself. And they're right now on there crying and blaming and and, and uh, disparaging big government. You know, you th- and they're sitting in their homes with uh, some of them are on Social Security disability. Some of them are on Social Security. Some of them are on Medicare, Medicaid. You know it. Sitting in there on their computers spreading you know, racist memes and anti, you know, talking about uh, FJB and and let's go Brandon and, right? Without without the, the maturity, the manners, the intelligence, the self-awareness to say, thanks, thanks, man. Thanks, thanks, Dark Brandon. Thanks, Democrats for the the civilization that you know you create and the people I vote for stand athwart history yelling stop at so okay uh he posted the highest stock market in history so much so that Joe Biden I mean uh the freaking con man parasite 
traitor Trump is now he's gone from, well, I think he's still hoping the economy will crash, but he's now saying he has to take credit for it. Now, that, that's how you know that they know it's doing well because the con man is trying to take credit, even though, what, what are you taking cre- credit for? You killed over a million Americans. You did nothing. You left office worse than Herbert Hoover. The first, the first president to leave office with less jobs without creating a single damn job. Nothing. This, that is a Republican baseline in general. George Bush. Every time that they, they uh, leave office, it's, there's more. They lower the bar. And then we have to come in and clean it up, clean it up for them. And then we got to listen to their, their bullshit constantly. Oh, we're not cleaning it up fast enough. We're not cleaning up good enough. Oh, look over here. There's a problem that they helped create. They do nothing. What do they do? Except point fingers, stand in the way. They're not sincere partners in a functioning society. They're not trying to have a functioning society. Look at the border. We finally, you know, given them what they want. The president said he's going to shut down the border. They don't want that because they want to propagandize. They want to fear monger. They want to point to the border. And I really hope that Joe Biden goes down to the border and, you know, he uses this, it disarms these clowns, these Republican clowns of their cudgel that they've been using forever and ever. They don't want to do anything. They never did want to do anything about the border. And whenever there's been an attempt to do something about it, they stand in the way, even when their own Republicans, you know, get involved like the Gang of Eight. Coming up with legislation that they can, both parties can agree to. They don't, know, they don't want anything to do with it. They much rather have the crisis, you see. That's another reason why Trump, he, instead of uniting the, the country around the coronavirus, which was another, you know, another opportunity lost where we could have all been in this together. You know, it breaks my heart. Because I would read things during the pandemic, and we talked about them on the air here. I know this guy's giving me, uh, he's, giving, he's making me dizzy, that guy. Uh, uh, there's a video playing that's loop, on loop for those listening on the, on the chat, I mean on the audio only. But when I, I remember reading about, you know, during the pandemic, and I was reading um, what was happening in other parts of the world. And, and for example, in New Zealand, they didn't have all this bullshit about freedom. You know, nobody was asking these idiots to, to, you know, do nothing more than put a stupid thin piece of cloth on their fucking stink mouths on their hot breath mouth. That's it. That was too much. That was too much. Too, they, that's why I say they, these are people who would not pull a hair for this country. They don't. 
they, they'd rather wear a shirt that says eagles and stars, you know. But they run. You know, they wear, oh, these colors don't run. They run every time. They run, they hide, they whine, they bitch and complain. They do nothing. It's, that's too much patriotism for them. You know, giving a shit about somebody else. I, and that this is how they have destroyed this country, too. You know, to, to define freedom as, uh, I don't need to give a shit about you, my fellow Americans. Freedom to them is, I get to do whatever I want. You know, I get all the benefits of civilization, but I don't have any responsibilities to you. You know, I want all the benefits. I want the rural broadband. I want the $35 a month insulin, right? I want to be able to go to a, a, a movie or a synagogue or the church or whatever or a country music concert without being massacred. I want all that. I want my student loan debt reduced and gone. I want to be, I want my pre-existing conditions protections. I want that all, but I don't want to do anything. I don't want to, you know, do anything for you. I don't want to be bothered to put a piece of fucking cloth on my face. That's too much. You know, even though you, you might save somebody's life, maybe even your own. Republicans, they so disgraced this country during the pandemic. What a joke. What a disgrace. They wouldn't put on a man. And then now they're all proclaiming themselves, you know, oh, we were so free. It was all freedom. It was all about freedom. But that's what the Republicans have done. They've changed freedom from you can have a decent middle-class life. You will work in a, you know, if you're not born with a trust fund, like Trader Trump and, uh, and all the Republican benefactors, you'll work in a, for a living wage and decent working conditions. And you get to retire, you know, and enjoy your life. Life is, uh, you know, for living, not just for working so somebody else can have uh, another tax break. And if you get sick, you know, you have the freedom to be a human being. You have the freedom to be frail and need a day off and need to be with your family when they're sick. That's, the, that's what freedom means, right? The freedom to be a human being for this blip of time that we share. But that, that's not freedom to the Republicans. Their freedom means I don't need to give a shit about you, but you better give me all that I think I deserve. You know, it's like Goldilocks. It's all, government is just right in the ways it serves them, or so they think. But it all serves them. That's why I'd so, just think about how the how they how Trump and the Republican, how they deliberately divided this country and they continued to and then spread their conspiracy theories about how, uh, like, uh, about Dr. Fauci. You know, this guy, that's a patriot. 
for you, a public servant for his entire life. And he's got to put up with these goddamn maggots making every meme about talking as if he's some kind of uh, psyop, some some nefarious, uh, you know, supervillain that wants them to wear a piece of cloth on their face. Oh, first comes the cloth, because that's what they say. And the, they're, they're conditioning you to do what? Oh, you're going to follow, to comply, to comply with big government. Because you're, you're already complying. What do you, you want to comply? Comply with what? They want, I mean, talk about comply. You, try not complying in the Republican Party. Try being somebody that goes in there and says, you know what, maybe Trump is a traitor. Maybe he did rape E. Jean Carroll. Could you imagine? Oh, they, they don't want to comply, though. It's like every day is is backwards, opposite day. Forget Groundhog Day. It is like Groundhog Day and opposite day. It's like all the days that suck put together. Hold on. We'll be right back. Am I wrong or am I right? I'm right. I know. Yeah, so they like. That's why it's it's this is why. My god. I always say they have they want all the benefits. They just don't and and they lack the maturity to say thanks. Thank you. Thank you FDR for bringing for literally taking my little hovel and uh, out of the darkness, let's say. Thank you for creating socialist security. And when I argue with conservatives sometimes on wherever, Twitter, or they'll say something on the YouTube feed or whatever, they say, when I, if I bring up Social Security, they say, well, I paid for that. I paid into that. Meaning it's not socialism. It's not a government. Pro- like, I deserve that. I paid into that. Well, yeah. What do you think we're talking about? What do you think universal health care is, you fucking moron? I'm so sick of it. You pay into it. Uh, now, you know that, you know that when, if, hopefully, in my lifetime, I'll see us, this sad, effing, dumbass country, pass universal health care in some form, and uh, without, you know, we don't really have it, even though they can't deny you now, even though the Republicans are trying to bring that back or they're trying to undo the pre-existing conditions protection, like all the things that Republicans are like, I want it, you know, even though, but, uh, you know, Republicans, that's what they do. They're trying to, in fact, they're trying to end the $35 a month insulin and they're going to court to try to prevent Medicare and Medicaid from negotiating drug prices. That, that was another win for the Democrats over for years, you know, because the Republicans, they, they put that in, you know, because like the masters of the universe, they don't want to have to negotiate. They just want to be able to like turn you upside down and shake you by your ankles and, and take whatever comes out without you having any recourse to say anything about it. They liked that Americans were dumb enough to vote for the people 
making, giving them and, and protecting them from having low drug prices. You know, we paid the highest drug prices in the world. Who, why? Because Republicans allowed it. Despite the Democrats trying to do something about it. Over and over and over again. Incredible. How quickly they forget. But there you go. So uh, to continue with Jamie Harrison's rebuke of Uncle Tim Scott's uh, lies that Donald J. Trump, like as if he gave a shit about African-American unemployment. You know, if anything, if there was any benefit anytime, anywhere for anybody coming from the Trump and Z policies, that was purely an accident. It's purely coincidental. That's just a freaking happy accident if that ever happened. But, you know, he'll take credit for it. What the hell did he do? Nothing. Because that, I, and this is how you know when the un, see when the economy was still going, it was going because of Barack Obama's policies. the The Republicans hadn't done a thing. They hadn't done anything. They didn't pass anything but a tax cut to the one percent again. And that I mean that what did that do? Except add to the deficit, he added two. What was it? Two or four? Tri- I think it was two trillion to the deficit that they pretend to care so much about. They're so concerned about it, and how? And that's why I'm saying, like, how does the the how is it that the that dumbass Americans are under this misconception, this false impression that? the Republicans are good for the economy. <laughs> that just goes to show you the pro- the power of propaganda. It's true, because they're hearing, they're watching Fox News, they're hearing it. They're hearing the masters, their masters, tell them, oh, the economy's great, it's great, uh, for them. And everything that sucks, it's not because the tax cuts for the 1% and the the rich are getting richer and the working class are falling into the more malleable category of working poor. Well, that's not because of the the Republican policies. It's because of an immigrant, you know, getting over. Somebody having $15 more in their food stamps or something. Somebody, some uh, welfare queen is taking advantage Right? They care. They want you to care about say sixteen dollars somebody might get. So who spends the money in the in the local economy. But they don't want you to look at the the trillions going into the arms of the oligarchy. Of course not. We're waiting for the trickle. How long do you gotta wait for a trickle? And the trickle is also an, an, an offense, which I never hear the corporate media. Even when they say the, this trickle-down bullshit, anybody talks about the trickle. You know, the Democrats say what it is, that it's a scam, it's a voodoo economic, not you know, that caused 
the problems of economic um, disparity and upward immobility. But no one ever really points out that even the term trickle down is offensive. I mean, you it, it speaks to a sense of victimized, I guess what, well, it's uh, not victimized, it's like a learned helplessness, I guess, where you don't even question that you don't deserve anything better than a trickle, right? What's a trickle? It's not even, you can't water your lawn with a trickle. You, what's a trickle? How long do you got to wait to fill up your cup with a trickle? Right? When you're, oh, what about taking a shower? You can't take a shower in a trickle. You can't, well, if you come out of the desert, if you're, you're like, trickle, trickle. I need a trickle of water. Well, you, can't, you can't quench your thirst on a trickle. But that's how they have bashed people into submission, I guess. We're sort of like waiting for a trickle. Not even waiting for the deluge or however, I can't talk. They're not waiting for the wave or the, uh, the flood. You're just satisfied with a trickle. Because why? Who, to who, who told you, who taught you how to hate yourself, Americans? Working people, is that all you're worth? A trickle? You see, that's how confident the masters of the universe, the oligarchs who own, who buy politicians and run government, and uh, especially the Republicans, they, that's how much they, that's how confident they are in your, in your submission. And the Republicans are like, no one's gonna... Tell me what to do when I put a piece of cloth over my face. I'm free. Hold on. We'll be right back. Oh, we're back. Okay, um, let me see. Let's continue with Jamie Harrison's tweet. Going uh, again, point by point against Uncle Tim Scott's lies. So let's see, he posted the highest stock market in history, invested the most of any nation in combating the cr climate crisis, appointed more black women to the federal judiciary than all presidents combined. And of course, we know that, that all that Trump picked were old white crackers on the bench. Are you kidding me? Please. He's, a, he's such a fucking... Horrible, horrible ugh, throwback to the Gilded Age. I mean, not even. He's like the dark. He is the Dark Ages. Ugh, God. We Everybody who was living in the Dark Ages didn't want to live there. We don't want to go back. So, yes, he changed the primary so diverse voices have a greater say. Banned federal chokeholds and no-knock warrants since you blocked the George Floyd Justice Act, Uncle Uncle Tim, because he's so, you know, there's no racism or nothing, nothing to see. 
oversaw the greatest investment in American manufacturing with the CHIPS Act, took care of our veterans and military families impacted by toxins with the PACT Act. How much more time and how many more characters do I have less left? Because I'm just getting started. Eh, well, Tim can just go, huh, it's the best. You don't need facts when you're a Republican. That's... That's it. I mean, they count on that. You don't need to back it up. You don't need to have the receipts. They take, they'll just take your word because they want to believe it. They want to believe the their worldview is correct or whatever. Eh, whatever. I'm done with them. I'm done. Nice to see you, everybody. I have, let me check in. Biden is Trucker John. Biden is coming to Las Vegas on Sunday. That's good. That's good. Are you going to see him, Trucker? Anybody? Um, come on over to youtube.com slash see for channel slash Terrorbuster. We're just getting started tonight. Uh, there's a, let's see. Um, doesn't look like, oh, it looks like, uh, a lot of it's not as populated as it you usually is in the in the terror buster community. What the hell is going on? But I mean, I love everybody who's there. I'm just looking at the other people who are watching. We have some, you know, we have you guys in the chat, and then I could see others watching. But it looks like not as many tonight. I don't know why. Than usual. I know it doesn't matter. I'll, I'll. It don't matter. It don't matter. We will keep going. We will keep going and growing with your help on patreon.com slash terror devil and anywhere else you want to help this damn show. Because we have to pay things. You know, things are, it's not free. That's why I'm so grateful to Charlie from APS Radio News. He's a fan and a supporter, and I don't know. I mean, I really do appreciate it. Why can't I search? I'm trying to search my computer, and I'm having problems. Believe it or not, guys. So, okay, so speaking of, but Republican, and this says everything that you really need to know about the Republicans. The, the, about and about what they really think of the economy in general that they they take credit for for it you know Trump is now taking credit for Biden's economy saying he uh well first he was saying he hopes it crashes and he's not Her Herbert Hoover but he is Herbert Hoover and oh here it is here's this annoying clip from Uncle Tim we want a Biden economy. Ha, no way in the world do we want a Biden economy. Ugh. We want Trump tax cuts, opportunity zones, and more opportunities What's for everyone. What the fuck is an opportunity zone? Let's just say another buzzword for the uh, Republicans, like tax breaks, right? Is that we want tax cuts? Because tax cuts are so good for the economy. And they pay for themselves. That's another bullshit they 
been uh, saying over and over and over for years. It's not true. And look at this Rick Scott guy over here. Like, I don't understand. This is why I guess I do the show. It's almost like I need to, it's like therapy. I need to work out in general, like, you know, process. Who votes for these people? Look at, look at Rick Scott. You know, you got Tim Scott and Rick Scott there. This ghoul. This, uh, he looks like the goddamn Crypt Keeper. You know, pre, pre-mortis Crypt Keep Keeper. <laughs> he does. Looks like what the Crypt Keeper looked like alive. And he's a criminal himself. He, w- he was in, uh, indicted on the largest Medicaid fraud in in uh history right am i um is it has they have has he been surpassed yet i'm sure he will be and they still people vote for him yeah opportunity for the very rich nothing for the plebs terry on the chat says it's so true but who votes for people who are involved in the great or the most uh egregious medicaid fraud you know, robbing Medicaid and Medicare. Who votes for that? He, he was the head of some insurance company, and they made their bones robbing from we the people. That's what they did. They took money from us, but they're supposed to be so good with the economy. That's why they have to steal and grift and buy politicians and make sure the game is rigged in their favor, right? I, I And... I don't know. I saw this clip. I was like, I want to, I, I really want to punch something. We want a Biden economy. Ha! No way in the ha! What is that? You fucking, you, ugh, you pantomime. World, do we want a Biden economy? We want no Biden way in the economy. world. Economy. Ha! No. Am I the only one that wants to uh, commit acts of legal and peaceful something? Way in the when I hear that, we want a <laughs> Biden economy. <laughs> no way. In- oh my God! Shut the fuck up, these people. Well, here's a a good clip. Where is it? I got some good clips here. Um. Well, this is why Republicans are useless. You. I mean, you really should stop voting for them if that's what you've done. Okay. See the light. Stop slitting your own throat and just stop stop voting for them because they're they count on your stupidity i mean these are people who take credit for legislation they voted against i mean they routinely and here's an example this is maria salazar she's on a local she's a florida representative and she's being interviewed by a local reporter and he's he's grilling her well not in the you know in the, in the legal and peaceful way last month you were at fiu and you presented a check for six hundred fifty thousand dollars to help small businesses at fiu but face. you voted against the bill that gave the money that you then signed a check for uh-huh. and handed and had a photo op the consolidated appropriations what? act of 2023 bill? right bill? you voted against that bill I, I right now you have to give me more details, but more I do details. know that every time I have an opportunity to bring money to my yeah, constituents, you had an opportunity to bring money to your constituents and you voted against it. 
And you voted against it again. You Not just once, twice, three times a lady. You just keep voting against it. But you like to tweet pictures with giant checks and go out there and sign at the ribbon cutting and all, all kinds of photo ops with these pointing at it. Hey, look what I did. You did nothing. You, we did it. We did it for your community. We did it for the idiots who some of them are maggots and some of them are like, get your government hands out of here when they're all like, oh, good thing I got a job now working at the chips factory. Good thing. They, uh, you know, my, I got broadband now while I sit here in my uh, uh, subsidized housing uh, taking my $35 insulin. I do so. I well, just did four hundred thousand dollars. But look, yeah, well, that you, was, you, you voted, voted against, against you voted against the Chips and Science Act, right? Listen, I right now Listen, I need to hey. I need to ask my staff, but you know, what are you forty million dollars that I have brought to this community? No, what's, what's, aren't you proud of me? Aren't you proud of the forty million aren't dollars that I brought? But aren't you proud that I wrote the Dignity Act? Haven't I? Aren't you, let's talk about oh, the no. Americans. Wait, wait, wait a second. Let me one second. Tell me. The money that you talk about See? That's what they do. She was trying to roll over him. Hold on. We'll play the rest of it when we come back. All right. We're back. We're back. We're talking about how Republicans take credit for the very things that that they vote against and... They try to, when they're pressed on it, they they do the old Republican dirty tricks. They just plow right through, try to deflect. They try to change the subject. They try, I got to talk to my staff. I don't know. Don't, aren't you proud of me? I did this. I did that. Yeah, but you, you voted again. I took, I brought $400,000 to the district. Yeah, uh, you voted against that, but you took credit for it. She was surprised she was challenged. $40 million that you bring back to the district. Sometimes that money comes from bills that you voted against. You voted against the CHIPS Act, and yet you praise the fact that the South Florida Climate Resilience Tech Hub is going to be started in Miami, right? You voted against the infrastructure bill, and you talk about all the money that comes back to the airport. So at the same time that you're taking credit for the money that you bring back to the district, in Washington, you're voting against these projects on party-line votes. Listen, I that was Listen. I think last cycle. I cannot really remember that right now. But just look, let's look at the I Americans can't Act, which is what I'm going to vote. So you don't want like to explain why I, you I voted really against cannot, I mean, right now, and I'm not you trying to be a politician. It. It's so You're many not? bills that I've introduced that I know that no, no, many of them that you voted against. The, that yeah. I understand, and but they, it's okay. Sometimes I vote bills. and sometimes I don't. But let's look at the sometimes positive. Sometimes I vote, sometimes I don't. Let's look at the positive. It came anyway, in spite of me. The Democrats were able to do their job and as they always do and advance our interests despite me and my compatriots uh, in the Republican Party standing in the way. (laughs) So keep, so vote for me. Vote for me. I do nothing for you. Vote for me. I'm a, I'm a pimple on the ass of progress. Vote for me. And uh, so the Democrats have somebody to, I guess, try to overcome. I'm going to stand in the way yelling, stop. But trust me, I'm going to take that big giant check. There are pictures of her holding a big check. 
just tweeting out, tweeting out there, just tweets galore how proud she is of herself. Look at the $40 million that I've brought, and let's look at the... She's got no shame. They have no shame. This is just like on par with Uncle Tim lying about the unemployment rate for African-Americans. And there are more. I mean, Tommy Tuberville voted against Joe Biden's infrastructure bill, but then later took credit for the, uh, the benefits of it. Marsha Blackburn, same thing. But then she promoted a $26 million grant for tra a transit project that she, you know, boasted about, but that, that was, she voted against. John Cornyn voted against the infrastructure bill, but he continues to take credit for every project in Texas that is uh, the, the result of the infrastructure bill he voted against. Nancy Mace, of course, voted against the infrastructure package, but then she held uh, she I mean, they have no shame. She held a press conference to promote a $26 million grant from the project. You know, she said uh, that conveniently slipped her mind when she was holding the press conference. But it was only made possible through the Democratic Congress, the Democratic-led legislation that she voted against. She, she held a press conference about it. Uh, not about her shame, not about her her indecency and indignity and her lack of scruples and her uh, just how much she really hates her constituents. She held a, a press conference to take credit for the bill, for the results of the bill she voted against. No shame, no shame. Claudia. Tenney, uh, Representative Claudia, I can't say, I can't talk. Claudia Tenney of New York voted against the Chips and Science Act, but then, you know, of course, under the wire, we, without mentioning she voted against it, she welcomes, publicly welcomes the funding for the projects going up in her districts related to energy, climate change. This is who they are. This is who they are, but they there's more. I mean, of course, we've seen this is incredible, but not unexpected. And I'm looking at the time. We're going to lose our Progressive Voices audience soon. So let me start this story about, because we were going to talk about this on the other, uh, on the weekday show. And I wanted to talk about this guy, this asshole. Uh, you might have seen it, this Republican. He he flashed a gun at kids. An Indiana, an Indiana state lawmaker was captured on video opening his suit jacket and flashing a holstered pistol to shaken students who were on a visit to the state house in Indianapolis. And isn't that unbelievable? These, this is what we have to deal with, with these Republicans. Now, the kids, the young people, this is why I have hope for the future. Because the young people weren't like, cool, man, cool gun, dude. They were appalled 
and they called him out. And they, uh, here's what happened. So let's see. I think I have the video. I could play. Hold on. Oops, almost dropped my, almost dropped my mouse. I'm going to play it off the screen. One thing, I'm very impressed. Where is it? What's happening oh, there. no, that's not it. Caught flashing his gun. There he is. There's the guy, right? Can you believe this? These people are... I was going to say pigs, but that's an insult to pigs. In Australia, guns are banned all across, and there hasn't been a mass shooting there since in years. And, and those people are dependent upon... The See, did you hear that? So the kids started going back at this this dumb bastard who flashed a gun at them, saying, you know, Australia... They banned assault weapons. They haven't had a shooting in years. And now this this dumb, you know, waste of human DNA, this Republican uh, legislator, it, he's attempting to say that the Australians are not free, which I'm sure I know for a fact causes them causes Australians to laugh their asses off. What their government tells them what they can and can't do. See, he's saying, did you hear him? Government tells the Australians what they can and cannot do because the Australians can't carry guns. Government tells them what they can and cannot do, which is bullshit. Guess what? They get to go to a doctor when they're sick. They get to, you know, no freedom. They don't have to worry about sending their kids to school and them coming home in body bags. What is this? They what is this bullshit that government is telling people what they can and cannot do? Yeah, sometimes government tells them what you can't do. I mean, this part of being in a civilization because we are the government. Like, what is it that he can't do that he wants to do? What does he think government is preventing him from doing? Because and uh, uh, that but they would do it if he didn't have uh, his little pew pew. It's bullshit. It's complete bullshit. It's this is not a well-regulated militia. One dumb fuck with a with zero comprehension of what the what the second amendment actually is with this bastardized view that your you, that government put a that the founders put a, a an amendment into the constitution so if you didn't like what they were doing, you can just go shoot them. No, uh, what part of well-regulated militia, of course, you know, I'm asking this. I know the answer. They, they, it's, they pick and choose, just like they pick and choose the Bible. They always say, shall not be infringed, but what part of well-regulated militia? Well-regulated? What part of well-regulated don't they understand? But it gets worse. They're not free. Okay, They're not truly They're free. They're not free, he says. The Australians aren't free. So, do you mean by carrying right? Yes, I'm, I'm carrying right. I'm carrying right no. now. See, and nothing about that makes me feel safe, no. though. I'm you sorry? telling, I'm saying nothing about someone carrying a gun makes me feel safe. It makes me okay, feel threatened. Okay, and that's what this is about. This feelings? is about feelings. Yes, okay, it is. If want to kill you, don't care about your feelings, though. It these people you see that's oh that's about feelings yes it is and good on that young person 
Because it is about feeling. You know, of course, Republicans are all like, fuck your feelings. Well, we should have a feeling about letting people die needlessly in gun massacres. We should have feelings about our uniquely American gun massacre problem. All right, guys. Progressive Voices, come on over to YouTube.com slash Thiefa Channel slash Tara Buster to watch the end of the show. Check out uh, APS Radio News. And we will win. Yeah, that snuck up on me. So we'll get back to this. Hold on. We still have shows. We, we got a show. Can you believe this shit? What does JD think about this? I know he lives in England. It's so fucked up. They're not free. You think uh, uh, the Australians laugh at that, just like every other nation on earth looks at us with, you know, with be with befuddlement about the fact that we allow our children to be turned into red mist or just to be to be so violated and in school that they have to be identified through DNA. It's such a disgrace. So, and this young person is saying, yes, it is about our feelings. And then the Republican, of course, is saying, oh, you're your feel. What the fuck is, uh, you know, wrong with feelings? And good for the young person for standing up. This is why I can't stand these Republicans. These are, you know, this is the fuck you're feeling crowd, of course, because, you know, but we're supposed to be very, very careful with their feelings. Trump, especially, I mean, you're talking about somebody who's such a thin skinned little bitch. Don't ever say all his feelings. He's very fragile. These people, they get very triggered. You know, if you got to call somebody what they want to be called, they get very triggered. If they have to call somebody a, you know, a pronoun that somebody wants to be called, oh, that's very triggering. They think about if a woman, you know, uh, having bodily autonomy. It's very trigger triggering. Uh, they have feelings about what you read, uh, what your kids can do, what your, you know, what your family can do if one of your children says uh, they have uh, they need gender affirming care. You know the the same people that are like fuck your feelings. They're so they're such whiners, such whiners all the time. But it's just another example of how they're not patriotic. They hate this country. They're incapable of functioning in a free democratic society and a nation of laws because you know they could just dismiss whatever they, they you know it's really their it's, a, it's like I was saying earlier uh, their definition of freedom is not giving a shit about anybody but themselves it's also part of this fake distorted view of or distorted definition of what it means to be strong Right? Because Trump's like, for example, oh, we got to be very strong, meaning you have to not give a shit. Whenever they say we got to be strong, you better believe that they're going to kick down on somebody powerless, somebody vulnerable, 
It's like Greg Abbott putting razors in the water. That's supposed to be strong, right? But not following, not being a uh, a nation of laws, not following the Constitution in a nation of laws. That's not strong, right? To them, I mean, it's 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 backwards land. It's upside down world. They live in a bizarro world. That's why they think, where they think that a, you know, a, a thin-skinned little con man with a fake university, a convicted rapist, is strong because he's going to hurt the people that need to be hurt. And he's not strong at all. This is a guy who sent a mob to the Capitol because he wasn't strong enough to respect the peaceful transfer of power. You know, being an autocrat, being a, 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 a dictator, you're, it's not strength. You're a weak little bitch who needs all the help you can get. You need to manipulate the system because you're not strong. You can't go out there and, and uh, appeal to the people. You have nothing for them. So you have to inflict whatever, your manias, your will on people. But that doesn't mean, that's not strong. It's the height of weakness. Like when Kim Jong-un has a military parade, has to show off all his little pee-pee, pee-pew. That's not strong. It's the height of weakness. That's what, that's what weak and insecure countries do. That's why, for example, you know, Trump wanted, he wanted his military parade. That's how bizarre and backwards he is and, and how weak he is. And the Republicans are. They, you know, he wanted his military parade. He wanted everybody to look by, parade by him so he can steal valor and give them a salute, even though he's a draft dodging scumbag, a, a lying draft dodger who couldn't serve his country when he was called because his feet hurt. His little feeties hurt. His feeties hurt, guys. Don't you understand? He, But he's strong. And the young people like, I, I kind of almost feel like it's a threat to me. Yeah. That's not, I mean, it is a threat. And then the article continues. A short time later, Lucas became frustrated when another student, Alana Trissel, age 17, began saying her worries about gun violence were distracting her from worrying about normal teenage things. Of course. That's what you got to worry about. I mean, I get worried. When I had to, I was working in, uh, you know, some corporate building. And the for, for the first time, I remember they started doing live shooter drills because in New York, in the city, in Manhattan, for years, every, I think, I don't know, every three months or something, the fire department would come and they go around to every building and every floor and every company and they have to have fire drills. They, you know, they give you a little five minute speech. If there's a fire, you go here, you go there, this is where you meet, and all this. And uh, for the first time ever, they started including live shooter drills and for these, along with the fire drills. 
Now, if there's a live shooter, this is what you do. Run, hide, fight. And I was appalled. But that's, I mean, it's stress. That's what we, we got to live in this country. That's one thing that that is never really spoken about, especially by, by right-wingers, of course. You know, the stress of being an American. What is the point of having a, of being the richest country on earth? You would think if we were a normal, emotionally, well, if we, if we had emotionally stable legislators, well, for example, if we weren't overrun by Republicans and we had a media that wasn't, uh, you know, just a propaganda mill for, for the oligarchy, it would we would have we would understand like this is not life if you can't go to a movie or if you can't go to school let's say as a 17 year old without stressing out if you're going to be shot by some fucker that republicans armed with an assault weapon even though he's not in a well-regulated militia then uh and uh, you know you're not free who is who's free? Your mother's not free. Your father's not free. Your friends thinking about what it, what I'm gonna you know the trauma, and what if you have to survive that? And and the Republicans, yeah. This is why, for example, perjury trader Green is such a repugnant ugh, bottom crawler. As she, we all remember the video of her chasing down the um, what's his name, the survivor from. Parkland, the young young man that, yeah, I can't remember his name. Somebody on the chat will tell me. And uh, he, you know, her just chasing him down. What, what are you, uh, and, and like barraging him with the bullshit in her mind. And he just keeps walking. But this is a, this is a young person who's, who's suffering PTSD. He's traumatized. He's turning his pain into action because that's what you have to do. If you want to survive, if you want to overcome your PTSD and not be, not be crushed by it. And he's turning just like the father who, uh, who lost his daughter in the same, not lost. She was murdered. Uh, I can't remember his name either. What the hell is wrong with me? There's so many names in my head. I'm sorry. But you know, as soon as you guys tell me, I'll remember. <laughs> yeah, David Hogg. David Hogg. Exactly. And then who's the father who lost his daughter? Not lost. I To say lost is to really minimize it. His daughter was murdered by... Uh, with the help of Republican policies, of course, and then they, they, they so disparage him, of course. And I remember when what's his face, uh, Justice I like beer, when he went to he was in uh, during his confirmation hearings, he went over and tried to shake his hand. And uh, Justice I like beer was like you know, turned his back on him because he's a dirtbag. Because that's what you do. 
Isn't that disgusting? But, yeah, that's your Christian... Yeah, he's a big Christian, too, apparently. Just as I like beer. What do we expect? Wait, I'm trying to find it. Oh, yeah, Fred Guttenberg. Thank you, guys. Fred Guttenberg. So, but the young people... You know, they got to, we're raising an entire generation with another form of PTSD. I mean, because to be an American is to have PTSD. You were always just hanging. I mean, this sort of Damocles is over all our heads all the time. If you get sick, you might get a cat. If you get a catastrophic medical diagnosis, will you be able to? Well, I mean, maybe you'll ha I mean, will you be able to muster up the energy to create your viral videos or your videos that you hope will go viral when you get your catastrophic medical diagnosis instead of simply concentrating on getting better you'll you'll have to put together a GoFundMe page and in between chemo treatments, maybe you'll, you can hire a producer to videotape you, uh, you know, maybe it's very poignant. You know, you can brush your hair and you could see like the hair falling out, maybe puking and the days you can't wake up, uh, you want to stay in bed because you have no energy from all of the, the treatments and you, uh, and then maybe like, the fact that you don't have any sick leave in the country or any kind of leave because we're the only country that doesn't have guaranteed sick leave or vacation time. So you'll have to maybe you can, you know, in the in between the chemo treatments, you can reach out to some celebrities, see if they can hold a fundraiser for you, a comedy night. Right. And because I'm not even kidding, you know, for a fact that there not too long ago, it, became, it was a story. Where is it? One of these um, one of these filthy, uh, I think it was it. Was it the insurance racketeer or was it the hospital? A woman had she was diagnosed with cancer. And the woman, oh, before they would treat her, the woman was told that she has to come up with a certain amount of money. And she's like, I don't have that money. And they told her to, well, go and make a GoFundMe page. All right. That's where we live. And Republicans have people convinced that this is normal. Well, even some Democrats, too. But, yeah, unbelievable. No, it's not. But that's what I mean. Like, we're just... Uh, in fact, I heard Bernie Sanders say something about that. And it was the first time I heard a politician discuss it, that how the American people are, are simply... One of the things that we never hear or we never talk about is how stressed the American people are, and that is by design. Uh, design. And when the Republicans, I mean, it's just all across the board, and we talked about this on the last show. Uh, it's 
political malpractice the way they stress not only because we're already stressed but then they got to come in and add all of the other nonsense you know like everything's fake oh it's not it's not the trump anzies didn't invade the capital and try to stamp stop the peaceful transfer of power it's antifa it's blm it's the fbi you know it's like they they create all this doubt within some people's minds and frankly you can't have a functioning modern democratic society without trust that's what it 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 requires a level of trust to to survive which is what really breaks my heart and that's why when i was talking about covid and when I looked around the world, and for example, New Zealand, it broke my heart when Jacinda Ahern, 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 I can't, you know, you know me with names. Um, she, you know, they had a couple of lockdowns, and and New Zealand was the first really to come out uh, ahead with the coronavirus, and they they had they started having in person unmasked sporting events the first of any of any society because they were so good at locking it down when they had to and i remember reading when they had zero cases of coronavirus and then a uh, somebody got it they found someone had it or whatever so they sent out um a you know the call that said that we have to all go and uh, isolate for the next couple of days until we f do our tracing. Just, and uh, the way she put it was our, our team of however many million New Zealanders will have to come together again and, uh, you know, work together to ensure that we you know, find the, uh, you know, trace this, this case back and we can get back to normal. But the way that she put it, it was, it did, it made my heart ache for this country. It really did. That's how you do it. You know? Oh, so the, we got assholes like that, that legislator walking around flashing a gun to teenagers and the teenagers are saying to him, I don't feel safe with you. See, I don't see a gun and feel safe, buddy. And he's telling, well, uh, you're not free then. And every, you sh because we're supposed to be suspicious of everybody. We're supposed to hate our fellow Americans, fear our fellow Americans. And, you know, uh, that's why you might have to rise up and shoot somebody if they want to give you health care or something. That's what, or maybe they ask you to, uh, I don't know, They you see somebody... They ask you to use a different pronoun. <laughs> I don't know. And they have to rise up. But the thing is, it's so, it, it is heartbreaking. You know, when the young woman says, you know, yes, this is about my feelings. And he's like, well, he basically says in a nice way, well, fuck you, fuck your feelings. She, he says, uh, okay, those are feelings. I'm talking facts. I'm talking facts. What do you, that's a fact? Australians aren't free? 
that's 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 laughable. That's a laughable assertion. Talking about feelings, those, those are your feelings. And the young woman says, that's what this is about. And she should. Feelings. Yes, it is, she says. The people who want to kill you don't care about your feelings. Well, guess what? Uh, you don't arm them with assault weapons then, you fucking moron. Don't allow them to have assault weapons, right? They don't care about your feelings. Why are you giving them assault weapons then? Why are you giving them weapons of war without requiring them to join a well-regulated militia? Because if they went to join the well-regulated militia, they wouldn't get in. You know, there's standards. I know Republicans lower those standards. They don't want to... See, it's true. In the well-regulated militia, a.k.a. National Guard, they and in the army, in the regular army and all the services, you can't be a you can't be a Nazi, you can't be a white supremacist. You uh, it's a it's a bot. You will be drummed out. You can't have tattoos. Let's say eighty-eight or uh, Hitler was right or whatever. They, they look. I was in the National Guard for those who are new, and. That's a good thing, because the other thing is you don't want to train. You don't want to take... It's sort of like the 14th Amendment, barring traitors from running for office. That's a, it's a protection for the, for the democracy. You don't want to let other traitors vote a traitor into office so they can destroy the, the constitutionally limited democratic republic that so many fought, bled, and died for from inside. Say just like you wouldn't want to train a bunch of traitors and racists, right wingers, you know, Nazis, hate mongering, uh, you know, waste of human DNA that hate this country. You you don't want to invest in them. You don't want to invest the training. You don't want to give them military training. That's why they're not allowed in and. We've had this discussed. We've discussed. I don't know if we've discussed it here, but I remember not too long ago, one of these these Republicans was. He was saying, "Oh, you call them racist? I just think they're Americans." Remember that guy? I just think they're they're just Americans. No, it's not. It's not the American Nazi Party. They're just Americans because he was questioning that. Um, you know, that, um, that bar for military service. Well, you know, we need, cause they, you know, cause they're saying that, uh, you know, we need more recruits in the military. So why not let all the racists in? That's what he was saying. Well, they're not racists. They're not Nazis. They're not the KKK. They're Americans. That's what he was saying. Well, yeah, I guess. And they're also Republican voters, I guess. They have no standards, so, okay. But, uh, but no. No, thank you. And, but I, and that's why I have, I have hope for the future. I, hope, I have hope for the young people in the future. When these old fuckers, you know, die out, like Chuck Grassley, 
and uh, and his ilk, because they they're not putting up with the shit. They understand, and you know, I have to say, wait, hold on. Do you know that the other day with that Elmo thing, you saw that probably, right? Elmo checked in on Twitter. How's everybody doing? I'm checking in, and then it caused this. Um, a lot of people to check in and some very personally and poignantly. And it actually touched my heart. <laughs> I saw that. Let's watch this clip on, on uh, the Today Show. Good morning. morning. You asked everybody how they're doing. So how about today we turn the tables? How are you doing? Oh, well, thank you for asking. Aww. Well, you know, Elmo's Makes really, really cry, happy. Really. Um, and Elmo's glad that he got to talk to a lot of people yeah. and see how they're doing. It's important to remember that we all have a lot of feelings, and that's okay. If you're feeling sad or worried mm. or confused, that you can talk to someone that you love and trust. And, and it's good to talk about it. And I'm sure... Republicans just eviscerated that. Oh, oh, this mushy, mushy country. Everybody's uh, talking about their feelings. It reminds me of when uh, Ted Cruz, he lambasted our military and posted Russian propaganda or the, the, the ad, the Russian military ad where they were all supermen. And he's like, Oh, we're so weak. And meanwhile, the reality, if you play the videos of the Russian troops who've been captured in Ukraine, they're these young kids who are crying their eyes out. You know, that's the reality. They're not supermen. They don't look like the Avengers. Uh, but there's Ted Cruz, you know, mocking the American military for reaching out and trying to recruit a diverse group, uh, you know, from uh, our diverse population, saying you're all welcome. You're all Americans. You, you, we want you too. We want you to serve too. And that's actually strength, don't you think? The, our diversity is our strength. The, the day that nobody wants to come here is the death knell of this country. That's for sure. You know, there are some countries that nobody wants to emigrate to. You want to emigrate to uh, where? I mean, a lot of shitty, a lot of shitty countries you don't want to go to. You're not picking up and trying to go to. So, like, I ain't going to uh, Hungary, just say. I ain't going to know North Korea, I should say. That's for sure. I don't, I'm not going anywhere there's an autocrat or uh, anywhere that doesn't have a functioning government. Like like Somalia. Try Somalia, Republican. That's another one. The Republican. That's another Republican dreamland. Think about it. No taxes. No government. It's very anti-gay. Very patriarchal. Right? That's that's your Republican dreamland. No no standards, no government services, no social safety net, no taxes on the rich, no money going into those government schools. There you go. That's your Republican dreamland. <laughs> 
And, and yeah, so when I saw that with Elmo, it really actually brought a tear to my eye because I, I, I kind of cry about this country. I mean, just the way he said it. Good morning. morning. You asked everybody how they're doing. So how about today we turn the tables? How are you doing? Oh, well, thank you for asking. Well, you know, Elmo's really, really happy. Um, and Elmo's glad that he got to talk to a lot of people. Oh, yeah. that, it makes me want to cry. I don't know. It just really hits me. Because you just see the so many missed opportunities here, and this is the way people we should be, right? We sh and that's the thing about what you know, liberals, progressives. Even as I'm sitting here saying to Republicans, you know, I'm calling them Republicans, and I'm basically asking them to wake the f up. I'm not trying to hurt them. I'm not trying to trigger them. I want them to get health care. I want, I want them to recognize that, yeah, we're in this together. And to say, F your feelings, we, I, I, we never say F your feelings, unless your feelings are, uh, you're a Nazi, I guess, but it matters. We should care about each other. Isn't that patriotism? What do you think the people who stormed the beaches of Normandy, they did it? I mean, you're talking about the ultimate sacrifice, the ultimate act of love. Every, everything that we take for granted in this country, it's because somebody, you know, it was like from the eight-hour workday to, um, to the weekends to all of the, the uh, you know, middle-class uh, things that well all of the the policies that created the middle class came from people who gave a shit about others and how they feel and how they how they would live even if they didn't even even if they didn't benefit from the fight if the, even if they made the ultimate sacrifice really really happy um and i'm almost glad that he got to talk to a lot of people yeah. and see how they're doing it's important to remember that we all have a lot of feelings and that's okay if you're feeling sad or worried mm. or confused that you can talk to someone that you love and trust and, and it's good to talk about it yeah but it's also you know it's it's love is an action yeah, we should hear each other's feelings. It it does matter. If a kid is stressed out going to school because they can't, they're not just worrying about you know, their boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever growing up, where they're going to go to college or what they're going to do with their lives. They're worried about they're going to lose their lives senselessly because of, you know, sick policies sick policies and when you say something about it you're told by a legislator fuck your feelings i don't know it just makes me weep so maybe with that that uh that, that for example that elmo clip it's the fact that it hit a nerve with so many people says everything. It says that there is a need for us to 
I don't know, to be more compassionate, to be compassionate. I mean, compassion is not weakness. I don't know. And it is patriotism. Patriots don't leave people behind. We give a crap. We care about others. You know, I care that people are suffering and alone and uh, have no health care, have no, you know, living wages, They're, that they can't take a day off, that things like that. We can do better. We certainly can. And that's one of the things that is so difficult about living in this time with these Republicans is that they have so... I mean, everything about it is uh, backwards. You know, the humanity is backwards. That we shouldn't be humane. That we shouldn't be compassionate. That somehow that is, that's our, you know, that's the way it should be. We shouldn't give a shit about each other. Yes, Boudicca's behind me. I'm only uh, stretching it out a little now because... I only have three minutes left, so, but, well, you know how it goes. It goes so quickly when we get together here on Friday night, Tara Buster at youtube.com slash for channel slash Tara Buster. And during the week, it goes, goes quickly. I feel like I'm forgetting something too. There's, we have other things to talk about. We always do, but I always... I don't know. I, I, I always set up more stories than I, than I get to. Look at Booty. Isn't she the good? She's so good. I love Booty. Oh, <laughs> I love how she just, when I, when I woke her up just now, she's like, ah. like who's that? Ah. You talking to me? So, yeah. All right, guys, listen, I want to thank you all for your never-ending love and support and all your everything just for hanging out with me on Friday nights over here at youtube.com <laughs> slash C for channel slash Tower Buster. Jim on the chat says, did you mention that Republicans suck yet? Yes, I think so. Is there hope? I I don't know. Is it hope for Republicans? Well, they only see the light when something affects them directly. And even then, not so much. Then they start saying like, oh, wow, maybe we really do need health care. Like I always think about, not always, but for example, there's one, I remember I listened to, I think it was Tom Hartman and a lady called in about healthcare. She said, for my whole life, I was against Medicare for all because I had good healthcare. She worked, her and her husband worked at the same place and they had really, they had like a Cadillac healthcare plan. And she said, now I'm, I'm losing my job. Both her husband is, of course, this was in uh, Republican uh, Trump times. And because, you know, we didn't have manufacturing boom and we were, everything was, uh, blowing smoke up the ass of, uh, people stupid enough to believe him. And she said, now we're losing our jobs and we won't have health care. And I'm really afraid. So, you know, they only see the light. 
when something affects them directly. A lot of them. But you know what, guys? We will win. We will. Listen to Elmo. We're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, democracy, humanity. Guys, thank you so much for hanging out. Thank you, Charlie, from APS Radio News. Thank you, JD, for your donation the other day. Thank you, Jim, for your super chats. Thank you, patrons. If you need a mug, want a mug, call, uh, email me, tarabustermedia at gmail.com. We stick together. We win. And I will see you soon. All right, guys. I love you all. Just got busy chatting with a friend, says Pookie's mommy. That's okay. That's okay, kid. We're in this together. All right, listen, guys, guys. I'm going to go and I'm going to pet Boudica. <laughs> I sing a song to Boudica. I say, let's pet Boudica, Boudica. I want to pet Boudica. Let's pet little Boudica. Look at her. All right. Guys, you are great. Thank you, Twisted Nerves Painting. Thank you for your show and all you do for the cats in your community. Thank you, Twisted Nerves. Everybody, Twisted Nerves has a channel, too, so make sure you check it out and subscribe. So does our good friend Trucker, uh, Trucker John. And, yeah, I hope to grow the channel, trying to make more shorts and shit like that. <sighs> I'm tired. All right, listen, guys, 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 we will win. Let's kiss Boudicca, Boudicca. I want to kiss Boudicca. Come here, booty. All right. Listen, guys, let's uh, get together during the week. And I don't know what else to say, but I will see you very soon. Oh, and I love you all. <laughs>